They're speakers, authors, and real-life rock stars, bringing you life-changing thoughts that rock. Taking conversation all the way to 11. Most shows only go to 10. Well, it's one louder, isn't it? These go to 11. To 11. This is Thoughts That Rock. Now, here are your hosts, Jim Knight and Grant Menzoir. So, uh, I wrote a song, Jim. Yeah? Yep. Lay it on me. Well, you know, here's, it's, it's a little song that I wrote. Um, I don't know, you, you might want to sing it note for note, but listen, don't worry. Uh, what I really want is just for you to be happy. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I noticed? What? In every life, we have some trouble. Sometimes. Yeah, but when you worry, you know what it does? What does it do? It makes it double. No. Yeah. But really? don't worry, though. Okay. Be happy. Really? Seriously, don't worry. Be happy now. Really? That's catchy. Is it? It is. Nah, I don't know. Let's let's try it together. I, I, you know what? <laughs> no. I, I don't want to be happy. All right. So now what? I think we just welcome everybody. That's what I would do. Okay. So listen, welcome everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Thoughts That Rock. It is the podcast mm-hmm. that is about exchanging two pieces of life-changing Duh. advice we squeeze that into about 30 minutes or so. That's right. How have you been, man? What's up? I've been good. You know what I noticed in our um, our platform? I noticed that other than the United States, which would make sense, they're number one in listenership. Guess who's number two? It was Canada. Yep. France. No. The French took... <laughs> did you just do that in a French accent? <laughs> no. The French totally took... I'm not talking about the French Canadians. I'm talking about the country of France really? took over in the number two spot. Yeah, yeah. Mais oui. It's awesome. Do you know some French? Uh, like a my baguettes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that <laughs> means. All I know is voulez-vous coutures, whatever. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi. Yeah, I'm that. sure every French person right now is rolling their eyes at us, if well, that's all we know. I'm wearing a beret, so that should be enough. <laughs> Hey, you know what they call a Big Mac in France? I don't know. Le Mac. I don't know. <laughs> a Royale of cheese. Okay. Sure they do. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like quoting stuff from Pulp Fiction. Do you? I do. France hates Pulp Fiction, just so you know. Listen, Thoughts That Rock helps support Cannibal Kids Cancer and their fight for finding treatment options for kids who've run out of options. Mm-hmm. Um, we absolutely love them. We like to say that if they can't find it, they will fund it. So check them out at cannonballkidscancer.org. Yeah, they're amazing. And listen, we know how busy everybody is. Yep. And right now, I bet you, you just feel like, geez, you're trying to get a drink of water out of a fire hydrant. It's Life's coming at you at about 100 miles an hour, mm-hmm. trying to get any nugget of wisdom and carve that out of your life to amp your life up. Yep. It, it's it's tough, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really even matter what you might be doing right now. Nope. Maybe you're, I don't know, tapping maple syrup from a tree. <laughs> Or you're watching Yellow Jackets build a nest. Mm. Or maybe you're smoking in a hookah bar. It doesn't really matter. We're, we're about to give you the 30 minutes that you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do this, brother. Let's rock. Oh, man. Our guest today is a true sports icon who I know, Brant, you and I have watched, and I've admired him for years. He's an NFL star running back. Did that for about 10 years. Uh, Had a huge career at ESPN as well as an analyst for 21 years. 
and honestly is is one of the nicest people that I've ever met. I'm talking about Merrill Hodge. Merrill, welcome to Thoughts at Rock. Uh, gentlemen, uh, very kind introduction, and thank you. It's good to be part of your show. Oh, it's the truth, though. All truth here, and, and you know we've uh, we're definitely going to have your entire bio uploaded into our show notes, so all of our fans, you guys can go and check that out. You know, but I, I'm telling you right now, it would be a disservice not to read about his life out loud on the show. I mean, if there was ever a day, Brant, today would be the day, right? His biography is amazing. And I'm not going to go through it all, but I did just want to put up a couple highlights and maybe even some challenges just to sort of set the stage for today's episode. I'm I'm anticipating what his thoughts going to be here. So, in 1995, I, I think most people probably know if they follow Merrill's career, he had a series of concussions in his last year, and and really the NFL, you know, forced him to take that early retirement when when he left that stage. And then in 2003, he was diagnosed with a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which he fought and beat. And then in 2015, he also had open-heart surgery for an enlarged aorta. So, you know, out of all of those challenges, Merrill's always been able to, I think, create some victories out of it. And so I, I honestly just, the, the work that you've done with the NFL and arena football and USA football and even, you know, speaking and spending time with Congress and the Pentagon, boy, he's just really, he's taken it to the next level. And, you know, again, I could spend a lot of time talking about all the uh, philanthropic stuff that he's either started or participates in. It's just way too many to name here. And then here's kind of the the thing I wanted to set the stage with. Merrill now is a best-selling author with his book, Find a Way, Three Words That Changed My Life. And he's also now a motivational speaker, which is how we met on the circuit. And again, I can't thank you enough, brother, for being on the show. We're just so giddy for you to be here. And, uh, you know, again, I, I know I just very briefly went through a couple highlights, but I'm not kidding. When when Brant and I were sitting here looking at your bio, it's no, just sick how great it is. He's a legend. He's a legend and uh, just incredibly, incredibly thankful that uh, you found some time to be with us this morning, brother. Well, it's an honor, boys. It really is. Especially coming back on a red-eye flight, we hear. So. Yeah, from <laughs> Vegas, especially. <laughs> yes. If I doze off, just say, hey, wake up. Yes, yes, no that worries. won't happen. We won't worry about that. That can happen when I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no way for us to nudge you from uh, uh, across right. the phone. That's right. So, um, Merrill, versus our traditional interview style um, that, that you might hear on other podcasts, we get right to the point of sharing these great pieces of advice, and we know we've got uh, a, a great one in you. And we're going to leave the floor open to you, man. What is your thought that rocks Thoughts that rock, number one well um it's actually the title of my book it's probably the once i was 12 years old it has really become my life story my journey the thing that moves me and motivates me and keeps me on track every day is those words find a way yeah, um, they've they've really um, helped me live a dream and fight to live. Um, but the thing they resonate with me, it resonates with me the most every day. And I just do the actually the most important line. But people always miss that. It's every day. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, yeah. every you know, everybody wants things. Do they want it every day? Yeah. And in order to want things every day you have to have some type of, you know, something has to move you inside to inspire one thing and that's action. Do something about your circumstances. Um, and that's what the words have done for me. They've inspired me to do things. Now, 
Um, I told you I was 12 years old when I, I stumbled across them or mm-hmm. when they really moved me. And quite honestly, they were supposed to just help me live a dream because it was really about my my goal to play in the National Football League. But like I said, I'm looking to the left of my wall and I've got find a way every day right in the middle and then all my goals around it. Mm-hmm. And it, they, it still is the words that inspire action, me to do something about it every day. And um, I just I'm grateful for that experience as a young kid because it is – um, what's easier now than when it was I was 12, you know, age 55, it's easier than age 12. Is it once the habits have been worked on and harnessed, they're just easier to apply? You know, I always hear people go, man, bad habits, you know, hard, they're hard to break. Well, guess what? So are good ones. Yeah. When you have good ones, they're hard to break too. So the more good habits one develops in their life, you know, more than likely, um, the, by more successful they are, the happier that they are. So, Meryl, my question would be, I agree with you. I think the key word in that whole bit is every day. Where, what, how do you find uh, on the days that you get up and it's just a struggle? I mean, from the second you wake up, it's just like, I, I want this day to be over. What do you lean towards on those days to, to find the way? The action part. Do mm-hmm. something about it. I am, I'm just telling you that if there's one thing those words have inspired <clears> – <throat> Um, is the two things I just mentioned every day and action, do something about your circumstances. Um, here's why I use sports, you know, analogies a lot in my presentation because of the experience I'm, because I played so long, right? Sure. but what they did for my life's work, how they do transition to, you know, when I speak, I tell you, you don't have to play in the national football league. You do not have to do that. You do not have to battle cancer. You do not have to go through open heart surgery. I almost lost my hand in a farming accident when as I, I was a kid, I lost my mom at a young age. I got a whole host of things mm-hmm. that I could list that are devastating and excuses. But at the end of the day, you really have two ways to approach things, you know, and sports are great for these analogies because it happens every day in sports like yeah. it does every day in life. You can view things one of two ways. A winner's perspective or a quitter's perspective. Now, what do quitters usually do? And I'm telling you, if you listen to interviews, if you follow locker rooms, if you've been in everybody's in a professional environment and just a personal environment, if you hear people doing this, blaming, pointing a finger, again, casting blame or making excuses, if that's their whole conversation is that, Mm -hmm. if their whole message is that, okay. That person is going nowhere. And you could probably look at their life and you know what? It has that pattern, okay? Quitters do that. They point the fingers. They cast blame. They make excuses. No accountability ever. Yeah. Then if you go over to a winner's perspective of somebody who's been successful, you probably see this right off the bat. Number one, first thing, most important thing, self-evaluate. Yep. Look at yourself. What can I do better? What did I need to do better? How could I have handled that? better then you make changes and corrections you create another plan and then you take action yeah yeah and if you listen to people in a winning perspective and a successful perspective you usually have that type of something fall those things fall in line well here's the beautiful thing you know when i when i speak i try to get people to realize that's a choice 
Because ultimately, everybody has the option to go either way. Totally. You can't go both, but you can go either way. And then that is really on you. You know, and then if you can get people to internally look at that. Sometimes, and listen, it is not easy to look at yourself and go, man, I, I messed that up. You know, I'm yeah. not good at that. Yep. I need to get better. And, you know, but I'm going to tell you this, I because I've done it so many times <clears throat> and because I'm so, I mean, we're all flawed. I mean, I love when people point fingers and judge. One of the things I've really, I got 10 years ago, I started this, you know, don't judge. Mm -hmm. okay, I, 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 and then if I don't, if I, if I feel like I'm entitled to do that, I just go out to the pond. I got back here and I try to walk across the water. <laughs> yeah. and I get about two steps. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. I, I, maybe I shouldn't judge anything because I can't walk on water. <laughs> so if you can't walk on water, you probably don't have the right to do that. So you can just go out and do that in your own pond, you know, just making yeah. sure you have a life jacket or swim if you can't swim. And, and it just puts it in perspective for me. And I, uh, um, I don't know why it's in, sometimes it's in our nature to, to do those things, but then it comes back to you ultimately in control of all of that. Okay. No, nobody else is every day you get up to go back to your point. Um, it's a bad day. <clears throat> you know, I start looking at, okay, what do I got? What can I do? What do, what really can I do to change the circumstances? If we're having a bad day, what is in my control mm -hmm. to do that? And actually I am telling you this, that's happened more recently than not too. oh really you know yeah. it isn't like it isn't like i mean people go you know i think they tend to think oh you just you know you you had all those struggles way back then you don't deal with them now nah not true yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not true yeah. you know i mean i'm on a quest and a journey now and in finding and searching new things and i'm like you know oh my gosh i mean actually my to speak now i uh i uh um eh, when i'm talking it's almost like i'm living it again mm -hmm. the, yeah with the things I'm trying to share with people that, but going back to when you're done, you listen to people. Um, when I hear people, man, you know, I really, I started looking at this and how I can do this. And I was like, that's what you want them to do. I know we diverse. We go all over the place. Yeah. Things, yeah. Well, this is how it works on our aspect, show. Yeah. It's perfect. No, just, yeah. Look at that. Yeah, it actually leads perfect to our thought too. Right. Which is, this is, this is, I think you're going to find this interesting, Marilyn. You, you, just from everything you just said, I think it, uh, it really is a, is a solid follow-up. Now, our, our thought that rocks this week is this. Thoughts that rock, number two. When things go wrong, don't go with them. And this comes from the king of rock and roll himself, Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah. But I think that... Mm, you, really? Yeah. I love the king. Right? King with wisdom. I love it. No kidding. And, and, from and your it, backyard, even. It, it literally, it, it is a, the perfect sort of transition from what you were just talking about is when things go wrong, don't go with them. You know, f from what we've talked about this entire podcast, you know, you can always have a choice, as you talked about earlier. You can yeah. make the choice to go the other direction. And and in your thought of find the way, I think that's the secret, right, of, of not going with things when they go wrong. Find a way right. to go the other direction, right? Yeah, you know, find a way to right the ship, you know, and find a way to stay on course. And you're so right, you know. And then it comes down to, and I actually learned this from, Walter Payton and you know these are I want people to I might make this disclaimer very clear I'm a product of a lot of people mm -hmm. by yeah. no stretch of the imagination is this all the stuff I just ingeniously come up with I ain't that smart I've been <laughs> I've been inspired by people I've been challenged by people and without them I got nothing for you in fact I don't even consider myself really a speaker you know John I goes until I usually I don't always do it but I'll, most of the time I listen I, I consider myself a messenger mm-hmm 
Um, That's a good and word. I, sh- I, I share stuff with you that I incorporated in my life. Had I not learned it from them, I don't even have anything with to share with you. Yeah. But it was Walter Payton and uh, who said one of the most profound things I ever heard a human being say it. And I just don't assume everybody uh, is listening know who's who Walter Payton was. Walter Payton at one, one time was all-time leading rusher in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Pound for pound, the greatest player to ever play. Yep. Um, this was always said about Walter Payton. He's not the biggest. He wasn't the strongest. He wasn't even the fastest. He was just the best. Now, the first time I heard that, I was a kid, and that's confusing as a kid. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You're the best, but you're not the biggest, strongest, and fastest. Because I think from a kid's perspective, we always are, well, you got to be big, strong, fast, and then you're the best. And it's not true. I mean, um, that's just the skill set. Mm-hmm. Here's probably the most important thing, which we actually all have. Mm-hmm. We actually can all do. I'll go to an interview process I, I heard him on. And the interviewer asks him, because I was really searching at this time for people that could help me achieve my dream to play in the National Football League. Because he was my favorite player, I searched a lot of stuff for him. And I was age 15 when I heard this. What do you, What makes you better than everybody else was the question that was asked. He responded, and it was the most profound thing I actually have ever heard by a human being. He paused for a second, and he said, I want it more than they do. Mm. Every day of the week. He said, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on the off-season, when I go run this dirt hill, and he used to run this dirt hill 80 yards up, 40 degrees, sand-based, taxing mm-hmm. if you don't walk it. He trained in ridiculous ways back then, thinking of the 70s and 80s, it's just a different way back then. They didn't have what we have today. Um, but he was, how can I challenge myself at a high level? He's like, I want it more than they do. Yeah. Yep. He said, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and this, when I'm practicing, and there's not 65,000 bands in the stand. Cameras aren't rolling. TV's not there. He said, I want it more than they do. Yeah. And then at one o'clock on Sunday, you better believe I want it more than they do. Yeah. Now, now here's what happened with me as a kid. Now, maybe I'm just, um, just being a naive kid. I, okay. I heard every day. I heard, I was like, here's what I heard. I can do that. He didn't take, he didn't give me anything right there. That was like impossible. Mm -hmm. I can do that is about a mindset. And there's not a soul that can't do that. That yeah. thing that gets you, the trick about it all, it's every day. Yeah. You see, everybody gets up, go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to want, I want. And then that's Monday. Yeah. And then Tuesday comes around, you're like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, by Wednesday, you're like, eh, I'm back to your old ways. Okay, that's well, right. guess what? Don't be mad at anybody but yourself. Yep. Okay, because that, you've chosen to do that. Now, you create that mindset. And you apply it to whatever you're trying to change, your passion is, your dream is, your goal is, your whatever it is, that could be applicable. Yeah. Problem is you got to create that habit. But that's why I say problem. It's really not a problem because I tell I mean we've already talked about this a little bit, but you know, people all oh, bad habits are hard to break. So are good ones. Yep. So if you develop good ones, hard to break. They become you, that's who you are. Then you then you can apply them in life. But you have to start with them. And once you develop them, they become you. And they're easier to apply to every other aspect that uh, may come up in your life. Well, it goes right back to your thought about 
finding a way and we've been very lucky we have uh you might know don yeager he uh great you know worked for sports illustrated great author um actually lived with walter payton the last couple months of his life and with the family and wrote the book about his life as well and that's right you know talked about some of the same things that you do and and i you know honestly i think messenger is a great word for you to use when you're talking about being in front of other people and you've used that that whole mindset of responding to things that happen to you and having the accountability. You can choose to go negative or, or you can go positive. And I've got this great group of people who, uh, who've written some phenomenal books. Uh, it's a group of people called partners in leadership and they talk about, they're kind of the authority on accountability. They talk about being below the line or above the line. And when you go below the line and you're negative and you have the blame game, like you were talking about initially, you know, that's where you get stuck in that, that that vicious circle sometimes it takes years to get out of for some people but if you had the mindset like you were saying whether you were taught that in sports or from your parents you'd be in a much better place and honestly Meryl if anybody earned the right to complain and and go negative it's you and you've always you've always risen above that and I think Brant it goes right back to our quote about you know or, or Elvis's quote at least when things go wrong don't go with them and I even think you know for me that the last couple of years was a little bit of a struggle. You know, I had two years of challenges that were nowhere near what Brant, your son has gone through yeah. or what Merrill has gone through. You know, for me, I, I had some weight gain and I was losing some money and I was in some failing businesses and went through a divorce. You know, it was easy for me to go negative, but you know, Merrill, I took that same thought. I stayed above the fray. I, I didn't go there and my life is 180 degrees different in less than a year. And it's, that same mindset, really a combination of, I think the two thoughts, you know, as we wrap up here, Mara, I'm, I'm, you know, again, I'm just, I'm looking at brand right now and he just knows that I'm so in awe of your career. And we're just so thrilled that you were able to stop by and, and we're going to push a lot of people to your website and can't thank you enough for just the entertainment factor alone. And now the knowledge that you're spreading with everybody else, it really has made a huge difference. And, uh, you definitely live your uh, you live your thought, man. You find you found a way, and we're just so thankful for you, buddy. Every day, my guys, I sure appreciate it. It's been a joy, and uh, thank you for having me on, boys. You got it. Thanks, you got brother. it. We will talk to you soon. Rock on, my friend. Take care. See you, buddy. Bye bye. Hey, rock stars! Thanks so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event. We're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers, the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to KeplerSpeakers.com. Until next time, rock rock on. on. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.